Well, hello and welcome to another short cast from the Pushing 60 Aside podcast. I am your host, Gene Fleming. These days, as many of you well know, I am a certified fitness trainer who specializes in senior fitness. And um, I teach classes at our local senior center through the Council on Aging. And it is probably the single most rewarding job that I have had in my life. Uh, I say rewarding because even today I got a text message from the daughter of one of the ladies who's been working out with me for uh, going into her fourth year. Of course, we had a gap there during the heat of the pandemic, but um, knowing that she was facing a knee replacement surgery, well, her knee replacement surgery finally came around. But, you know, she kept on coming to classes, even though her knee really, really troubled her, a lot of pain, a lot of discomfort. But in the classes, she did as much exercise as she possibly could in anticipation of this knee replacement surgery. And, well, Monday she had her surgery. And uh, I checked in with her daughter this morning, who's also in my class, that tells you something about the age range in our class. And um, her daughter assured me that mom, and uh, her name is Frankie, Frankie had a good surgery. She's already in physical therapy. And her physical therapist says she is doing great. And Frankie sent me a thank you to say it's because I was ready for it through exercise. That's not something we often think about, and oftentimes surgeries come on rather short notice. You know, we may have had some knee problems for a long time, uh, you know, and we figured that one of these days we might have to have uh, a knee replacement surgery, and for some people, both knees, um, heaven forbid, but for some it happens, and uh, so... Um, we don't really think about preparing ourselves physically for possible surgeries in the future. We, we just don't think like that. And oftentimes we even put off doctor's visits to get a troubled joint examined, uh, x-rayed, an MRI, whatever the doctor feels necessary. And usually there's a, a kind of a step a protocol to dealing with knees. You know, there's the examination done by the orthopedic doctor or surgeon, and um, then there's tests to determine the severity of the condition of the knee. Uh, we're looking for the deterioration of cartilage, which leaves us bone on bone, which is very painful. And it also removes a bit of the shock absorption that um, our legs pass on up to the hips so you can have, you know, soreness in your hip because your knee is bad. I trust that makes sense. If you have knee problems, I'm sure it makes a lot of sense. So anyway, there's this protocol usually where perhaps you talk to your general practitioner and you say, man, doctor, this knee is really giving me fits these days. You know, it swells, it seems to get fluid on it. And he or she may look at the knee and say, well, maybe we need to refer you to, um, you know, uh, an orthopedic specialist. And usually that's the route most people go. 
So you go to see uh, the orthopedic doctor, and, and he examines your knee, and he can't see through skin. He can hear your complaints that you have with the knee, and you talk about how it hurts and when it hurts and what makes it hurt worse and and uh and he might try he might try oral steroids at first or he may try injections he may do something like drawing down the fluid if it's a severe amount on the knee and relieving some of the pressure and usually those treatments are kind of stopgap measures uh, they may give you some relief for a while but if you've ever had the shots, the steroid shots to the knee, uh, they can only give you about three treatments a year, sometimes four, but um, usually three. And you may get a couple of better, I'm not going to say great, I'm going to say better months um, as a result of that shot. And this, the shot is going to reduce inflammation and if the inflammation goes down, of course, your pain level is going to go down. But it still doesn't prepare you for running a half marathon, you know. Although I have heard of people who really needed knee replacements who continued to run. I don't know how they do it. I guess good shoes, good training, good strength in their legs. I don't have that combination myself. I have to take really good care of my knees these days. I don't have any chronic problems. Um, but I do occasionally have sore knees, and um, and running seems to make them worse. And uh, I oftentimes refer on a, a topical balm like uh, Icy Hot or BioFreeze um, to help me have some relief from discomfort in my own knees. So I understand the knee dynamic. And there was a couple of times a few years ago when I was training for half marathons that uh, while running, especially running downhill, which has always been difficult for me, I felt like my knee was trying to bend backwards. Well, uh, and, and I had a couple of times where I came home limping because I really thought I had torn a meniscus or something. It, it was just incredibly painful. And what did I do? I went to see the orthopedic doctor, and uh, he gave me some oral steroids. Um, I took it easy for a week or two, and whatever that issue was, it self-resolved. And uh, you know, and I wasn't a candidate, and did not need knee surgery then. But I'm really happy today because my friend and uh, and classroom student uh, Frankie has had a so far successful knee surgery because uh, she didn't quit uh, taking care of her whole body because one part of her body was not cooperating very much. And I'm looking forward to the results of her continued physical therapy as she gets accustomed to her new mechanical knee. And, um, and, and she's going to, I have a feeling I have more than a feeling I am 100% sure that this lady is sold on the benefits of exercise for senior people. Because like you, like me, she's heard all the horror stories of people who've had uh, knee surgeries that perhaps didn't go well, it didn't significantly reduce their pain, uh, the physical therapy was brutal for them, and uh, it just it's just common sense 
to realize that if you're already very weak in a leg and then they're going to take your central joint out of that leg and they've got to move muscles and tendons and and restructure everything that supports even that artificial knee, um, that being extremely weak going into that surgery makes rehab and recovery that much more difficult. So I'm very proud of Frankie. Frankie, I hope you hear this podcast, girl. I love you. I'm so proud of you for continuing to work so long to get ready for this one surgery, and I look forward to seeing you again in class. Today's short topic is, uh, <clears throat> I'm going to call it suddenly, suddenly. Uh, that doesn't make any sense, does it? It's not supposed to. It's supposed to get your interest. And uh, I want to talk about a, a, a dynamic that we humans have where we're really interested in getting in better shape. Uh, we Maybe we watch exercise programs on TV Maybe we've got a collection of walk-at-home videos. Um, maybe um, we get up early in the morning and we watch stretching. There's a, there's a class that's on PBS called Sit and Fit, uh, an exercise class designed for seniors. And we watch those classes on TV or on video, but we don't necessarily participate in them. And while we're watching them, we're thinking, I really need to do that. That looks like it's kind of fun, and maybe it's something I could tolerate. Maybe it's something I could do three days a week. Maybe it would help me feel stronger, more stable in my balance. Um, maybe it would help me have less pain. All of those things are possible through exercise that... Uh, that you could do. And so we have this, this thought that we have, and perhaps it's wintertime, and it is. Today's December the 14th. Um, perhaps we have this feeling while we're sitting there, and it's been brutally cold all, outside all day long. It was too cold to go shopping, or, or you know, there's no snow shoveling or leaf raking or outdoor work that needs to be done. You just want to stay inside and stay warm. I get that. I get that. I play video games. I'm not ashamed to admit it. Um, and I enjoy it. And I probably spend an hour or two a day, some days, because, you know, let's face it, there's nothing, there's nothing else to do. I don't have any chores, no appointments, no classes to teach. Um, no work around the house to do. The laundry's done, the vacuuming's done, the dogs are fed. And uh, so I plop down on the couch and I break out my little controller and I turn on my Nintendo Switch and I play Animal Crossing. If you've never heard of that, well, congratulations you have now. Uh, I think it's a good way to pass time because it requires a lot of dexterity with your hands. It requires a lot of mental processes and um, and um, and you get to be creative, which is also important for me as a person entering his senior years. So, you know, I can kill some time. But sometimes when I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, my goodness, man, you've been sitting here on your duff for an hour and a half. And it's a good thing you need to go to the restroom or you'd sit here for two hours 
or it's a good thing that your water bottle is empty and you've got to go to the fridge. So this thing that I'm talking about is uh, this sitting thing and this notion that there is uh, some exercise that I should be doing, that I need to be doing because I don't want to get weaker. I don't want to get frail. I don't want to have less range of motion. But in that moment when you're having those thoughts, I want to encourage you today to right then get up and do it. And, you know, Nike was the one that made the expression, just do it, popular. And, uh, and so if you don't already have an exercise class or you're not attending a YMCA for group fitness or one-on-one -on -one training with a trainer, uh, if it's too cold to go for a good brisk walk outside, and brisk in two ways, um, perhaps when you're sitting there in those idle moments and you're tired of reading, you're tired of television, and you're thinking, you know, this is not good for me. I'm, I'm just sitting here all day long and I'm not doing anything. In that moment, I want you to think of the word, suddenly, suddenly, and let that be the impetus that gets you up from that seat to do something physical. Now, I, I, don't, I don't judge people because they enjoy their TV shows or their video games or sitting and watching the fireplace if you have one or just playing with your dog. But in that moment when you're thinking, I've been sitting here too long and I'm getting stiff, and I know that doesn't help my joints, get up and do something. In an ideal world, you know, perhaps we would do 30 minutes of walking in place or working out with a, a DVD or maybe picking up a small set of dumbbells or a couple of cans of English peas and use those for dumbbells. And we would go through ranges of motions and bicep curls and overhead presses, presses and lateral raises and, you know, all kinds of things like that. Maybe we would do some stretching where we sat in a firm chair and, and, and just stretched in every normal, natural direction you possibly could. Maybe do some rotations with the arms, uh, some reaches forward and back like you're trying to reach your hands back and press on a wall to get some stretch in your shoulders and across your chest. Um, you know, in an ideal world, when the word suddenly hits us, uh, we would get up and do something. And it could be chores, you know. And I talk about chores a lot because that's the reality of living in a house with a dog and a spouse and, and all of that. But I apologize for that brief break, uh, incoming phone call, and uh, my console for recording is set up through uh, my phone. And uh, so little Jasper, who went to get groomed today, he's ready for pickup. But let's get back to the word suddenly, and I'm going to wrap up this podcast really quickly because I got to go pick up my precious puppy. Uh, suddenly, you're sitting there, you're thinking about fitness, you know you need to get in better shape, you know you need to take care of yourself, old age is coming, and we don't want to get there and be too weak and too frail to deal with it. 
we don't want to be the person who has become entirely sedentary, who goes nowhere and does very little physical activity throughout the day. So when you're sitting there and you realize, tick-tock, 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 I've been sitting here an hour, get up, go do something. Go to the bathroom, go to the refrigerator, get a bottle of water, walk outside, check the mail, take your little dog out to go potty, whatever you need to do, but don't keep sitting there. Let's suddenly be the cue in your mind and say, no, I'm not going to do this today. I'm not going to sit here for hours and get stiffer and get weaker and, and get less able and do this day after day after day. Get up, make yourself move. And if you don't do anything but walk through your house a couple of times, go through every room and, 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 all the way through every room, circle that room, go to the next room, circle that room, go in each bathroom. If you have more than one, walk up and down the hall, walk through the kitchen, the dining room, the living room, walk out to your front porch, out to your back porch, go out, check your mail. And in the meantime, you know, while you're doing that, you've probably amassed, believe it or not, a tenth of a mile. You can do that easy. We're talking three or four minutes of your time. And when you did that, you lubricated your joints, you used your muscles, you refreshed your mind, and you helped pave the path for doing this for the rest of your days. And I want a bunch more days. I know you do too. I know you too, do too. And I know you don't want to have a long and horrible last few years of your life because you're so sick or because you're so weak or because you're trapped at home because you can't Go places like you once did. I want you to be able to attend your religious circle, your church. Um, I want you to be able to engage in social activities, to go to the Y, to go to your senior center, to go out to dinner with your family. Those are the things that build good memories that we will take with us to the end. And we need to create a lot of those kinds of memories until the good Lord says our time is done. Until next time, this is Gene Fleming on the Pushing 60 Aside podcast. The notions on this podcast are all mine. They're not all original, but when I speak them, they're mine right now in this moment. And I want you to do something suddenly today, like get up off that couch and go for a walk. That'd be a good idea. Until next time, may the good Lord bless you.